SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. A lot to get to this hour, including, as we always do on Mondays, one of my favorite segments. Uh, run down every single game. Give you a little nugget on uh, one game, or uh, give you a little rundown on every single game, one or two little nuggets from each game, uh, including the big one yesterday, Pittsburgh knocking off Baltimore two a time as the Dolphins beat the Rams despite uh, two a T. Uh, you got the uh, if Philadelphia Eagles last night prevailing over the Dallas Cowgirls, 23-9. Not a good performance from anybody offensively in that football game. Uh, one defensive touchdown for the Philadelphia Eagles sealed the deal uh, with about five minutes left to go. You got Cam fumbling away a potential New England Patriots victory, or at least he's sending the game to overtime. Jets remain winless as they fall to 0-8. They get spanked by Kansas City. I tell you, you know, we did the, uh, the Vegas report there last hour. And thinking about it, the big-time favorites all covered. Uh, meaning Kansas City. I mean, I know uh, the Jets were getting 19 and a half and it bumped up to 20 and a half. But, you know, you either betting Kansas City or you probably weren't betting at all. I, I don't know how many people actually said, uh, you know, give me the Jets. So Kansas City ends up covering Philadelphia last night. Big time favorite. Tough to back the Dallas Cowboys, even if you're a Cowboy fan, knowing it's going to be Ben DiNucci. And in the end, everything said and done. It was, uh, you know, Philadelphia covering. Even the Patriots getting three and a half, four at Buffalo. Now, I did like Buffalo, but there were a lot of people that just said, no, it's New England. They own Buffalo, this, that, what have you. And lo and behold, uh, they end up losing the game, but they do cover 24-21. So I think, you know, three of the, and, and Miami, everyone was jumping on the Dolphin bandwagon with Tua. Uh, lo and behold, they win the game outright. Uh, the Pittsburgh line with Baltimore, you know, that started out at four and a half or so, five. It went down to three, three and a half. And Pittsburgh ends up winning outright. So you had most of the big time favorites winning or underdogs covering or or uh, or winning outright. So I think the, the boys in Vegas actually probably took a beating yesterday. But we'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll give you a little nugget on each one, including uh, Matt LaFleur. Uh, doing what I just hate uh, more than probably any other thing in the NFL. That's all next right here on a Monday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. With that, it brings up a third and nine. Four-man rush, try to set up a screen. They've got some blocking. Cook taking advantage. First down and more. Dalvin Cook breaking free into the open. Cook all the way. Touchdown. 
CBS uh, with the call, Fox Sports with the call. Some of these highlights that we'll be playing over the uh, next hour or so as uh, Minnesota does beat Green Bay 28-22. All right, let's take out the pad and pencils, run down all these games. Vikings win 28-22. Dalvin Cook, he has four touchdowns on the Vikes' first four possessions. What is it? wasn't even supposed to play, <clears throat> but ends up playing, and he was just dominant. Vikes improved to 2-5. and five. Uh, uh, Green Bay falls to 5-2. and two. Here, Here's my pet peeve on this. And in Minnesota, again, scoring four touchdowns in their first four possessions. Uh, with Oddly enough, two of those came in the second half. They only had four possessions in this game in the first half, four full possessions. How weird is that? for two quarters. Both ended up scoring touchdowns. It was 14-all heading into halftime. But Packers down 28-14. to uh, to 14. They scored a touchdown. I'll get into going for two, which made absolutely no sense whatsoever. But they get the two-point conversion and cut it to 28-22, three and a half, or two and a half. Two and a half minutes left. They do have all three timeouts left, and they decide to kick the ball deep. Now, they do get the football back, but with 47 seconds left, having to go the length of the field. And I will never, <clears throat> never, ever understand, <clears throat> excuse me, understand why a team decides to kick the ball deep. I, I, I'll just, in, in that spot, I don't care if you have 12 timeouts. The bottom line is if you decide to kick the ball deep there, you're actually, you're counting on your defense, obviously, to stop them, three and out, and get the ball back with about two minutes left, you know, knowing you have your three timeouts. Needing a touchdown. <clears throat> okay, so what is to prevent you from doing an onside kick, not recovering it, and doing the same thing? Stopping them three and out, forcing a punt, you get the ball back with two minutes left. You know where Green Bay, well, you know you know what, the, we, we want to have to kick the ball deep, Scott, because we want to be able to get the football right around midfield you know, instead of deep in our own territory. <clears throat> you know where the uh, Packers got the ball? At their own 28-yard line. They say basically three yards is what they did. Because if you do an onside kick, you don't recover. You know, Minnesota, in this case, gets the football right around midfield. They go three and out, and they end up punting the football. Chances are it's going to go into the end zone, and they, they and, and Green Bay gets it at the 20-yard line. Or, or even if they do a conference corner, even if they get it at the 10-yard line, you're gaining 18, you know, 15, 18, maybe even 20 yards, but you're giving up an opportunity to recover the football. Why would you ever do that? I, and we see these head coaches do this time after time after time. And these dopey announcers, and Daryl Johnson was, was doing the game yesterday with Kevin Burkhart, and I, I just don't understand. These guys, along with the coaches, seem to think it's either an onside kick or try and get them three and out. It's one or the other. And it's like, no, it's not one or the other. You do an onside kick, even if you don't recover, you still force them three and out, and you get the ball back. You're not in field goal range. You're kicking off from the 35. The ball's got to go at least 10 yards. So figure it's going to go 12 or 13. You know, the, the Vikings are going to get it at maybe the Green Bay 48-yard line. You don't get the first down, so that means, you know, you're at worst in, what, the 40-yard line? They're not going to try a 57, 58-yard field goal. They won't do that. They'll probably punt the football uh, because chances are they won't get that close to the first down. And and you get the ball back. But you get an opportunity to recover an onside kick. And I don't care that, that, that you don't recover that often. But it does happen. You know, ask the Atlanta Falcons about how a team can recover an onside kick. Happens all the time, as a matter of fact. Why, if, if you're Green Bay head coach Matt LaFleur, 
and you're thinking about kicking it deep or doing an onsides kick, just put yourself in Mike Zimmer's shoes, head coach of Minnesota. If you're Mike Zimmer, if someone said to you, you know what, I'm just an idiot. I, I'm a head coach of the Packers, Mike. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm a 25-year-old kid. I, I, I'm clueless. What, what, what do you want me to do, Mike? Do you want me to kick the ball deep or do you want me to do an onside kick? What do you think Mike Zimmer would say? What do you think the Vikings head coach up six with two and a half minutes left would say? Do you think he would say, boy, do me a favor and kick an onside kick this way when I recover it, I can get the football midfield? you really think he would say that? No, of course not. And Matt LaFleur should do the same thing. He should put himself in the other shoes, put himself up six. Does he want the Vikings to do an onside kick? No. Kick the ball deep. So if you know the opposition wants you to kick the ball deep, what do you do? You do the onside kick. It's as simple as that. And again, I see this week after week after week. Why give up an opportunity to recover the kick? It makes no sense. So Minnesota gets a first down. They do eventually have to punt. And the Packers get the football at their own 28-yard line with 47 seconds left. And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he's not going the length of the field, needing a timeout. Needing a field goal may be a little different, but even then I wouldn't do it. But he, he wasn't going the length of the field. And a Hail Mary attempt uh, got uh, knocked down because uh, he, he didn't have enough time to throw the football. Turned out to be a fumble. And the bikes recover, and they win a 28-22. It's just dumb to me. I, I'm sorry. It, it is just stupid. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing is wh why they're deciding to go for two. It's 28-20. You kick the extra point. You're down 28-21. And, and you score another touchdown. And you, you send a game to overtime. Or at that point, if you want to go for two, you know, to win the game, you go ahead and go for two. But why go for two 28-20 knowing if you don't make it, now you got to score a touchdown and kick the and get a two-point conversion. I, I mean, it, it's just to tie the game. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I I, I don't know. Uh, Packers fall to five and two, and I just that is my one of my absolute biggest pet peeves with these head coaches kicking the ball deep. It makes no sense. Uh, Cincinnati upsets Tennessee thirty one twenty. Bungles improved to two five and one. Uh, you know, a couple of breaks here and there, and they're actually you know with a winning record. Believe it or not, you know if they find a way to hold on and beat the Browns last week, like they should have, not allowed the touchdown pass and you know late to the field drive. Uh, if they find a way to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, like they could have. Uh, leading in that game late, uh, end up uh, tying that game. But, you know, you take away that tie and you add another couple of wins, four and five anyway. So they've been in a couple of these games. They've gotten blown out in a couple, but they've actually been in a couple of these games. Uh, Tennessee, second straight loss despite Derrick Henry's 100 yards and one, uh, one touchdown, 31-20 Cincinnati wins it. Kansas City, uh, you know, knocks off the Jets 35-9 to prove the 7-1. and one. Jets fall to 0-8. Here's all you really need to know about the Jets. You know, anyone thinking that the Jets were going to win this game or even play tough? Uh, Kansas City, uh, early on at 7-3, they run a fake punt. Now, the, the world knew it was going to be a fake punt. You know, they're at the Jets' 46 or 7-yard line or so. It's like fourth and three or four, and not, not a whole lot of yards. So even the announcer said this is a great opportunity for a fake punt, and it was. You know, anytime you're on the opposing side of the ball and it's fourth and relatively short, you have to be careful of a fake punt, right? So what do the Jets do? The defensive back that's covering the uh, uh, the gunner, he ends up turning his back, running down the field. The gunner runs five yards, stops, and hits, uh, gets hit with a pass, first down Kansas City. Very next play, touchdown pass Mahomes. And just like that, it was 14-3. And for all intents and purposes, the game was over. You know, that that two-play sequence just epitomizes the Jets' play this year. I mean, just dumb. You know, dumb 
and ineffective and bad. Throw all three into the combination, and that's why you lose by 26 points. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, how did he do? Uh, nothing, really. Uh, you know, In fact, the one time he had a chance to make an impact fourth and one, he was stopped short in the third quarter. Uh, he had seven yards on six carries, 31 yards, and, and three receptions. So didn't score a touchdown, didn't do anything great. Uh, and uh, Pat Mahomes, five touchdown passes, 416 yards. Tenth straight game, or tenth game, that he's thrown for four touchdown passes or more, already uh, setting the Kansas City franchise record. How about that? Uh, Indianapolis knocked off Detroit 41-21. You know, the Lions scored first again. They're the only team this year to score first in all seven games, despite being three and four. They also fumbled the football uh, yesterday, which is the first time they fumbled the football, and it also marks the first time the Colts have recovered a fumble in seven games this year, which are both you know pretty impressive when you think about things. I mean... As bad as the Lions are, their first fumble, and even that was on a quarterback sack, not a running back. But they still find a way to lose. They get whacked 41-21. Matthew Stafford, he, he screwed it up once again yesterday for the Lions. All right, more coming up right here. Maybe for that beats on a Monday morning. We'll touch on all the other games. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. First for Johnson. First and ten. Rivers. He's got Hines. Make a catch by Hines inside the ten. Hines spins to the pylon. Touchdown! Oh yeah! Do your cartwheel. You deserve it after that spin move. What a play! Yeah, how about that? As uh, the guy does backflips after scoring a touchdown, the first of two touchdowns uh, for, for Hines. Uh, yes, on a Monday morning, here's truly Scott Wetzel, 25 minutes to pass the hour. Yeah, but one moving back to the Colts and Lions, as the Colts do improve the 5-2, and two, Lions fall to 3-4. and four. Here's Matthew Stafford <coughs> in, in a nutshell, really. This is his career. All right, it's 20-14, to 14, Colts lead it in the third quarter. He gets trip sacked. That leads to an easy Colts touchdown to make it 27-14. Ensuing possession, he gets picked off in return for a touchdown to make it 34-14, and there's your ball game. But he ends up throwing for 336 yards and three scores. That is Matthew Stafford. That, 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 that is it. You know, He's going to have the number. He's going to have Hall of Fame numbers. I, I know this sounds crazy, but when everything is said and done, at least Matt Ryan got himself to a Super Bowl. He's going to have Hall of Fame numbers like Matt Ryan, and yet we all know Matthew Stafford is far from a Hall of Fame quarterback. Pittsburgh knocked off Baltimore 28-24. to Remarkable streak here. I, I, I have to double-check this because this almost sounds too good to be true. Uh, but they were saying yesterday Baltimore not scoring in the third quarter was the first time in 26 straight quarters that they didn't score. I mean, that's nearly seven football games that they had scored in every single quarter. That really, if that is the case, and again, some stats I just have to double check, but if that's the case, that's really amazing. And that, that really is. Well, bottom line is Baltimore had a chance to win it. Uh, they drove the football deep inside Pittsburgh territory, final minute and a half. 
Uh, Lamar uh, Jackson, though, turns the ball over on fourth and three. Little quarterback draw. No big deal. The whole world knew it was going to be a quarterback draw because that's all they ever run. His fourth turnover of the game, uh, and they end up losing this thing. Uh, Matthew Judon ended up getting ejected in the game for swinging at an official, ended up basically punching an official in his arm. Uh, and uh, that that was a tough one for Baltimore. Kind of a litmus test for them. They fall to five and two. Pittsburgh remains undefeated at seven and zero. Oh. Roethlisberger threw for only twenty four yards uh, at, at the half by halftime. He ends up throwing for uh, two touchdowns. And uh, nice job by that Pittsburgh defense. They got another defensive touchdown. Uh, that defense is uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Miami, as you know, we've talked about, knocked off the Rams twenty eight to seventeen. They improved to five and th- uh, four and three. Rams fall to uh, five and three. Third straight win for our Finns. Uh, Rams uh, four first half turnovers uh, that led to Dolphin points. Two of tags ends up fumbling on his second snap after being hit by uh, Aaron uh, Jones and uh, recovered by the Rams. A couple plays later, it was seven. Aaron Donald rather. A couple plays later, it was seven nothing Rams, and it looked like boy, this is going to be a blowout. And uh, the Dolphin defense really took over from there. Jared guy, he is just awful. He, he, bad decision after bad throw after bad decision. The Dolphin defense uh, returned a, a fumble back for a touchdown. The special teams returned to punt for a touchdown. Uh, another one of the Ram turnovers led to an easy uh, Gaskins touchdown run. And, and two T didn't have to really do that much. He was 12 of 23 for only 93 yards. So in his debut, he didn't even throw for 100 yards. Did have the one touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. They do win. But when you compare his performance with Joe Burrow and Justin Herberts with the the Chargers and Bungles uh, over the course of the last month or so, uh, Tua T is not on that level. Nowhere close. He looked completely outmanned, as I figured he would. But, you know, when you have that 28-7 to lead early on in this game, thanks to the defense, you could basically coast, and they did. Held scoreless the second half. Uh, but uh, that, that's okay. They got the job done, and that Rams team again falls to uh, uh, five and three. Buffalo holds off the England 24-21. We talked about this one first hour as Cam Newton fumbles the football with 31 seconds left at the Buffalo 12. It looked like at worst they were going to be able to kick a field goal to tie the game and go to overtime, if not win it. Uh, Patriots no touchdown passes again yesterday. They only have three touchdown passes, the fewest in the NFL. Three. Think about that. I mean, Tom Brady is probably going to get three tonight for the Patriots or for the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow and, and, and Herbert is thrown for three touchdown passes, four straight games. He's doing stuff in one game that the Patriots haven't done in seven. I mean, that's how bad things are. Back to back scoring drives for the Patriots uh, in the second half to tie the game up at 21. First time that's happened all year. I mean, they are just hitting historic lows, losing four in a row for the first time in 20 seasons. Damian Harris did rush for over 100 yards, but, man, Cam is just done. And uh, give Buffalo credit for uh, jumping out to the early lead and then uh, being able to rally and uh, and hold on for the three-point win. They are now 6-2. and two. Uh, They have a one-and-a-half game lead, two-game lead over the Dolphins, depending on how you want to look at it, one-and-a-half. And then the Patriots fall to two and five. They are three games out, and they are basically shot, just done. Interesting to see if the Patriots will be buyers or sellers at tomorrow's deadline. Uh, at this point, I don't see any reason for them to be buyers. I don't think anyone wants Cam. If you're thinking that you're going to trade him with Dallas, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of doubt it because what what has Cam shown that would make you? I mean, if you can't win with New England, how are you going to win anywhere else? Raiders knock off Cleveland 16 to six. First time the Raiders don't allow 24 points all season. Uh, only team to have done not done that, so they they eclipse that mark. 
They get the victory. Uh, Baker Mayfield played awful. It was a little windy, but you know what? That's the NFL. You know, this shows why Baker Mayfield can't win. His arm isn't as strong as people think. He's too small. And, uh, you know, Jarvis Landry didn't help him any, dropping uh, pass after pass after pass. Uh, same thing with David Joku, the tight end. But 16 to see, you got to find a way to win that football game. That's a big loss for the, for the Browns and a big win, obviously, for the Raiders because neither one of those two teams are winning their own division. You know, the Raiders aren't catching the Chefs, and, and the Browns aren't catching uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. So they're going to be battling for one of those three playoff spots. So for the Raiders to get the head-to-head advantage, that is uh, very big, very big. How about Denver rallying from 21 down, beat the Chargers 31-30. I don't know how Anthony Lynn keeps his job. <laughs> I just don't know. Drew Locke throwing for three fourth-quarter touchdown passes. They were helped out last drive, final play of the game as they're at the uh, Charger right around 10-yard line. Pass interference penalty in the end zone. Gives Denver one more play with a second on the clock, and that preceding play was fourth down, and uh, they get the touchdown pass, and they win the game 31-30. They go to review, and and, uh, the guy's uh, leg was in bounds. So the touchdown count, they kick the extra point, and they win it 31-30, again, rallying from uh, three touchdowns down. Boy, this is the fourth game that they have blown a 16-point lead or more, the L.A. Chargers. Fourth straight game. Uh, you know, Broncos were trying to avoid an 0-4 start for the first time at home. They do do that. And I, I don't know what it is about this Charger team that they can look so good for three quarters. I will tell you, you know, I was flipping back and forth, and I meant to look this up, but um, – once again, and I brought this up before on the show, once again, Joey Bosa was not on the field for the final drive. This makes at least now three straight games where, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread, the leader of this team, for whatever reason, is not on the field when the team is in the process of blowing it. I know one game it was because he was gassed. I know in the other game because it was uh, him being gassed and a little bit hurt. I don't know what the issue was yesterday, but even if it was an injury, he's got to find a way to get himself on this football field. His, his, his team, his side of the ball is blowing it, and, and the best player on defense is standing on the sidelines. I mean, that that is just awful. And that pass interference penalty, boy, that was real close. You know, I, I, I don't like pass interference penalties like that, unless it's really egregious. It, it was so borderline. Fourth down, basically final play of the game to allow Denver to get first and goal. I don't know. Here's another one for you, like stats. We, we've been saying these all year, uh, uh, stuff like this all year. Justin Herbert, with his three touchdown passes, is the only quarterback besides Deshaun Watson to throw for three touchdown passes or more in four straight games. Now, I find that hard to believe. I, again, I, I think you have a bunch of kids that are working these uh, these uh, uh, graphics. Maybe they meant rookie quarterback. I mean, I find it hard to believe somewhere along the line, you know, whether it's Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Dan Marino, you're telling me none of those guys threw for three touchdown passes in four straight games. Peyton Manning didn't the year he had 50-plus. Mahomes didn't the year he had, the, you know, two years ago when he threw for 45-plus, whatever it was. I, I again another stat that sometimes you just have to uh, say eh, that, that doesn't make. Uh, I think they meant rookie quarterbacks. That that that's what I'm guessing. But it, otherwise, that would be a tremendous thing. But they blow a 16 point lead. Do the Chargers for the fourth straight game? Wow. Seattle knocks off San Francisco 37 27. Russell Wilson 
with his four touchdown passes, now has 26 on the season. We are halfway through. In fact, Seattle's not even halfway through. They're at six and one with the bye. And he already has 26 touchdown passes. Wow. Uh, here's, here's the turning point of this game. Seattle's up 13 to seven. Uh, they have a touchdown uh, pass that, to make it 20 to seven. Seattle or San Fran fumbles the ensuing kickoff. A couple plays later, another touchdown, and all of a sudden, a one possession game is 27 seven, basically, ball game over. Uh, Jimmy G knocked out of the game, ankle injury. They could call it that, but basically, he stunk. Nick Bone came in. Threw a couple of touchdowns to make it somewhat close, but uh, you know, never really seriously, seriously threatened. So Seattle wins uh, 37 to 27. New Orleans in a crazy one, beat Chicago 26-23. Uh, Saints improved to five and two. Bears fall to five and three. Drew Brees, another touchdown pass, passes Brady for the time being, all time as they flip-flop back and forth. Nick Foles uh looked awful for uh, three quarters, played fairly well in the fourth quarter, but Trubisky actually had a couple of snaps for the Chicago Bears. Uh, but the Bears end up rallying from 10 down with three and a half minutes left, and uh, they get the game to overtime, uh, but the Saints end up kicking a field goal, a 35-yarder with a minute 40 left, and they come away with the uh, three-point victory. So you get the cover. And we talked about Philadelphia beating Dallas. So there you go. That is your NFL recap. We'll take a break. Come back. Open phones. And uh, i got a couple of college football games to get to as well. Including some bad beats Saturday afternoon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Go for it here to end the ball game with a minute 40 remaining in a 35-yard drive. Good snap, good hold. Ball game. Saints win it in overtime, 26-23. And Fox Sports with the call there. Bengals the bad beats on a uh, Monday morning with uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel. As the Saints do beat Chicago 26-23. couple of things with this game to, to go back to that before we hit some calls here. One, you know, I, I tell you, I know Sean Payton is, is considered a genius, uh, you know, in, in the coaching circles. But we brought his name up before on these Monday shows where we analyze things. He pulled really a dumb play yesterday. And even the announcers. And by the way, Aikman was just killing. I mean, just I don't know what I think the criticism of him two uh, weeks ago about the flyover kind of like opened up his eyes to realize he's got to stop being a kiss ass. So he was just killing the Bears offense. I mean, and and, and Nick Foles and, and just the overall Bears scheme and slow and plotting and two long passes. I mean, just killing him yesterday. So anyway, they're in overtime. And uh, tied at 23, obviously. Both teams had the football one time, so all the uh, Saints need is a field goal to win the game. And they had the football at the uh, Bears' 20-yard line. And first down, after a nice little play by uh, by uh, Alvin Kamara. And the Bears have no more timeouts. All right, so there's a minute and uh, 45 or so. It's about two minutes left, we'll say. 
Now, the smart thing to do, and then Aikman even brought this up. Again, Aikman, there must have been like a, a truth serum in, in Aikman's drinks yesterday. So Aikman brings up the fact that, listen, if you go for the field goal on first down, like it looked like Sean Payton and the Saints were going to do, and you miss, well, you're still giving the Bears, you know, nearly two minutes to go down the field, needing only field goal and win the game. So what are you going to do, Scott? Well, knowing that this is, you know, barring a crazy turnover, if in fact the Saints were to miss, uh, you, you, you're not getting the football back again. Well, what you do then is you you bring the game clock. Remember, you only got 10 minutes in overtime. It's not unlimited. So you bring that game clock down to basically 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever, and then you kick the field goal. This way, if you miss, you're only giving the Bears 15, 20, 25 seconds, whatever, left. And, and theoretically, with the Bears not having any timeouts because they used their last timeout to ice the kicker, you could have brought it down to zero or, or, or one second. And not to mention, you know, after they had a – and this was going to be a 30-yard field goal, which, all right, you know what, the, you know, a kicker should make that, and they have a pretty good field goal kicker, but it is Chicago, it is outdoors, it is windy, and they are kicking, uh, you know, apparently into the wind. So how about just running a couple of plays? Just just simple handoffs. I know you got the Bears hawking defense. I don't even care if it's a quarterback sneak. I wouldn't take a knee because you're using uh, losing two yards every single time you take a knee. But how about just a straight quarterback sneak? You tell Drew Brees, you want to put Taysom Hill in there, you grab the football, don't do anything stupid, don't do anything crazy, you just lean forward. And maybe we'll gain a yard in every single play. But most importantly, we're going to run the clock down to, to 10 seconds before we kick the field goal. Uh, they didn't do that. In fact, they even got to delay a game penalty to move that field goal try back to a 35-yarder, which is now an extra point. And how many times do we see kickers miss extra point, right? All the time. And they still kicked the field goal on first down. Now, they made it, but, you know, there's going to be a time when Sean Payton does something stupid and it's not going to work out, and he's going to be scratching his head saying, what the fudge? You know, oh, gee, why'd we lose this game? You know, I, I don't think it's coincidence that the, the Saints have the most heartbreaking losses come playoff time over the last few years more than any other team. I mean, he he does he's not a smart guy on, on that side. I'm sorry. You know, game nuances, he does some things that don't make any sense, and that made no sense. Do not leave the Bears time to win that football game. Dumb. Really is. And then I don't know if you saw the uh, <clears throat> Javon Mims ejection. Boy, um, listen, we've seen some fights before in these NFL games, really without suspensions. Most end up being fines. I got a feeling this dude's going to get uh, suspended. You know, he, you know, they never really clarified it, but he walks up to a New Orleans Saints defensive back, CJ Gardner Johnson, and just cold clocks him just absolutely twice twice now fox did show that i guess the preceding play that this johnson dude i thought poked mims in the eye but then i read a story where johnson was getting into it with another chicago bears wide receiver so maybe uh mims was just getting even i i don't know but let, let's go into the assumption that he was poked in the eye by this guy and, and not only poked in the eye but the you know uh, Gardner Johnson like reached into the guy's face mask on purpose, like underneath his shield and poked him in the eye. I mean, he, you know, he did, but still he just cold clocked him twice. And and to uh, Gardner Johnson's credit, he didn't respond. You know, he, he took two punches. 
you know, and sent out a couple of goofy tweets afterwards saying you're basically a wuss and calling him a girl, uh, which I don't know if the females out there would appreciate that. But, um, you know, he did do that, and, and, and Mims got ejected from the game. NFL might step in. Uh, but I, you know what? Precedent has been set. I remember the Jalen Ramsey uh, fight with the Cincinnati Bengals with, the, with uh, Johnson. Uh, and, and those two were wailing at each other, and there was no suspensions at all. So I don't know if there will be on this, but that was that, that was pretty ugly. You, you've had some ugly scenes yesterday, whether it's New Orleans and Chicago yesterday, whether it's the Pittsburgh and Baltimore, whether it's Florida and Missouri from Saturday's college football game, and I'll get into that bozo Dan Mullen here in a minute, but uh, uh, that, that was a tough loss for the Bears. You had a chance to win that game. You were leading early, and you rally, you tie it, and uh, – well, you, you, when you watch Nick Foles, you wonder, man, how did this guy lead? How did he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? All right, to the phones we go, 844-843-6879. I'll squeeze a couple in here. Uh, Louie in Augusta, Georgia. Louie, welcome to uh, Bagels and Bad Beats, my friend. Good morning, Scott. How you doing, bud? Hey, this, uh, hey good, good, good. Uh, something I've heard you say before, these coaches are just dopes, and not just champagne yesterday, but remember, I mean, same thing with, 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 with Cash from Tampa Bay. All they need to do is so simple, is ask, what, would the, what would, the, would the other team want me to do, and then do the opposite? I mean, the, if, if, if you ask any Dodger fan, what did they want Kevin Cash to do was take Snell out. So what does he do? He takes Snell out. Same thing with Payne. If, if, you, if you ask the, the, the Bears coach, hey, what do you want me to do? Hey, kick the field goal now, so if you miss, I get some time left. What does he do? He does that instead of running, running the time down to three seconds and then kicking the ball. It goes back to what you said before, remember? All they got to do is hire me $10,000 a week. That's all it takes, 160000 a year, and I'll be yep. your coach on the side to give you what, what you want. That's all you need. <laughs> I think it goes back, Scott. Uh, I think it goes back, goes back to this guy's never played video games, like old Nintendo games, to where right. you actually had to milk the clock and know the strategy. I think some fans about our, our age, we know what to do because we grew, we grew up playing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I Listen, uh, good call, Louis. I think you're 100% right. I know it sounds goofy, right? But I would have these head coaches. I swear. And no joking around. I would have these coaches play these video games and learn the nuances of the game and learn, you know, and get over time after time after time, what you should do, be in close games, you know, maybe you throw scenarios out there, you know, uh, so you don't play the entire game, but maybe start from the fourth quarter on because they are clueless. They really are. I've said this before. Give me a gambler, you know, give me a guy that plays fantasy football. Give me a guy that plays these video games. The guy that plays a hundred games in a day versus the head coach who coaches one, and when he's watching game films, he's not watching, you know, the end of the game. He's just watching for players and how well they play or don't play. He's not looking at the nuances of the game. These guys are clueless. Just clueless. You're right. You know, Louie's part of our podcast here. And that's my uh, my running joke. $10,000. That's my price. $10,000 a game. And I'll run your game. You, you know, you call the plays. But I'll tell you when to do the timeouts. I'll tell you when to do the challenges. I'll tell you when to go for two. When not to go for two, I, I mean, Green Bay going for two, you know, that led to a bad beat because the over-under was 50. I mean, Green Bay scoring a touchdown to make it 28-20, and they're going for two to make it 28-22. For what? For what? For what? <laughs> because you want to win if you get the football back again? I mean, that that's dopey. Why put yourself in a position 
where now you could score another touchdown and maybe not tie the game because you were idiots to go for two the first time. It's stupid. It's, it's just it's amazing. Amazing. Uh, Mike in uh, New Jersey. Mike, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats. What's up, Mike? Yo, what's Mike? going on? What's up, Mike? How are you? Hey, man, what do you think about my Giants tonight, man? You think we're going to dominate? Dominate? <laughs> I'm worried about covering the spread, Mike. I don't, I don't know about dominating. Uh, I think they. Well, I mean, hey, man, you know, we got Tom Brady's number. We got Tom Brady's number, buddy. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, with Tom Brady with the Patriots number, not not necessarily Tom Brady with the uh, Tampa Bay number. I mean, it's kind of scary. Yeah, man, he's old. He's old. He's old, man. He's old. And we don't got that bump JPT no more. He's running his mouth. He needs to watch his mouth. Because I'll tell you what, he has a hard time covering the RPO. And guess what, baby? Daniel Jones is good at that. Another 80-yard scramble, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see if he can score the touchdown without tripping, right? Uh, they did score a touchdown, fortunately, on that drive, as you know, Mike. But otherwise, that would have been really the turf tumble, as I like to call it. You know, here's the good thing. Yeah, Mike, yeah, he still scored. Yeah, they did still score. They did. They did. Uh, on third down. Here's the good thing. Uh, about the game if you're a Giant fan. In that, as I mentioned before, prohibitive favorite Kansas City wins and covers. Prohibitive favorite Philadelphia last night wins and covers. Uh, Tampa Bay prohibitive favorite again tonight. The chances of like three prohibitive favorites winning and covering, you know, that that's not how the NFL works. So uh, I appreciate the phone call, Mike. I, I, you know, so odds are on your side that the Giants can cover this game. I, I don't know about winning. but I, I'm going to be rooting for them for, for sure. Uh, they do have you know a little mystique there. Maybe it's the Meadowlands, whether it's the Giants, uh, whatever the case. But they have been able to beat Tom Brady, that's for sure. But that's a different regime, different uh, you know GM, different head coach, different obviously players as well. So you know you you may have a Tom Brady that's all pumped up to get even for some of his failures at the Meadowlands. Uh, so I'd be a little leery, but I will say, like I said. You know, no one's putting American money on on the Giants with a straight face, right? So that's a good thing because while those things don't happen all the time, to have three prohibitive absolute favorites all win and cover, like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and then theoretically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would do that. That is tough. That that, that really would be tough. So uh, from that standpoint, you got a you got a fighting chance. But ultimately, do I think they're going to win? No. But if they do win, they'll be two and six and in a game out of the the win column. But if they lose at one and seven, then they're basically done. Then, then even in the uh, NFC least, uh, they would be done. And at that point, then you could start uh, worrying about getting the number one overall pick because now you're in a battle with the Jets at winless and and one win Houston, one win Jacksonville. Uh, you guys would be uh, with one win, so you'd be fighting for that uh, number one overall pick. Uh, you know, some bad beats from uh, uh, from uh, Saturday, really, in particular. Yesterday, the only one yesterday was Green Bay going for two. That, that was a little strange. They kicked the field goal. It's 28-21. The game goes under. They go for two. They're successful to make a 28-20, so you got yourself a push on, on that. So uh, if you had the over, then you're thanking your lucky stars. Crazy play, uh, college football bad beats from uh, Saturday. Rutgers getting 13. They have that crazy play. Don't know if you saw it. I really think they got screwed. I think the touchdown should have counted. They would have lost by 10. You would have gotten a cover, but instead they waved the touchdown off. 
and uh, Indiana wins by uh, 17 points or whatever it was, and they were laying 13. So that that's the tough one. And then college football with the Notre Dame. I tell you, I, I really am disgusted with Notre Dame with what they did Saturday afternoon. Let, let the others do what they did, not Notre Dame. We'll talk about that next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Close up a story uh, with a story here that, that, that really, I, I tell you, is, is very disturbing to me. Very, very disturbing. Uh, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. See the game on Saturday? And I'm a Notre Dame guy. I'm an Irish guy, thick and through. This is the Rudy game. You know, Rudy uh, 30 years ago being carried off the, the field by his teammates as he gets to play the walk on greatest college football movie ever made. Uh, Notre Dame's leading it, uh, you know, by 15, 17 points, final seconds of the game. Game's over. They got possession. <clears throat> they're deep inside Georgia Tech territory. In fact, they're inside the five-yard line. They're, they're, there's uh, 30 seconds left. They run a play. Do they take a knee? No, they don't take a knee. They run a play. Uh, they gain maybe a yard. Now they got the football at the Georgia Tech, uh, basically two-yard line. There's 20 seconds left. Notre Dame is up. Two plus scores. The game is over. And Notre Dame, what does Notre Dame do? Just walk off the field, let the final 20 seconds run off, game over? No. They run to the line of scrimmage and they run another play. And to Georgia Tech's credit, they stop them on that down, which was like second down. And the game ends. Notre Dame wins by 15, 16 points. What's the problem, Scott? Well, one, guess what the point spread was? 21. Notre Dame scores a touchdown, they cover the spread. Coincidence? I don't think so. But you know what, Notre Dame? You know what, Brian Kelly? We're, we're not Auburn, okay? We're not paying Cam Newton's father to have Cam come to Notre Dame, okay? We're not North Carolina. We're not having phony classes for athletes to come to Notre Dame, okay? We're not Arizona. We're not paying AAU recruits to have phony basketball players come to my school. You're Notre Dame. You are better than that. You don't run to the line of scrimmage and run another play in the final seconds of a blowout win. That was pathetic. Enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you Tuesday right here at Bagels and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing 
commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.